Yeah, so after we had a general shape, a general idea, we met a product designer in a Panera Bread. And, <laughs> That's and where all the good business we were, meetings happen. <laughs> yeah, and it was hilarious because we walked in this Panera Bread with a bat. And so we got, like, people were kind of looking at us funny, like, what are these people doing? But <laughs> it was fine. So the guy came and he met with us and he had his laptop and we just kind of started telling him what it was generally. Welcome to Spotlight by Play Craig. The kick in, here it comes. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! A podcast that shines some light on amazing people in the baseball world. Deja vu all over again, as uh, Yogi Berra would say. Introducing your host and the founder of Play Crate, Josh Band. Hi everybody, my name is Josh Band. I am the owner of Plate Crate, and this is Spotlight, a podcast where we shed some light on people in the baseball and softball community. Uh, this could be anybody from players, coaches, entrepreneurs, and anyone ha- who has an interesting story that we can learn from. Today we have an amazing guest. Her name is Haley Cox, and she's the inventor and founder of Align 8, which is the product of Firsty Athlete, a company Haley and her dad Tim co-founded. Firsty Athlete is a brand dedicated to student athletes. Haley, super happy to have you on the show, and welcome to Spotlight. Oh, it's great to be here. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. So I'm, I'm really, really excited to dig into your story. Um, a little background about um, Haley and Tim and Plate Crate is we're actually going to feature a line eight. We'll talk about this at the end of the podcast as well in our upcoming box. So I've had the chance to to talk with Haley, to talk with Tim, and and um, and get some Align Eights in play crates, and kind of through that journey of getting to know your story and everything, it was it, it was something I really wanted to highlight, and I thought you'd be a great guest for the show. Um, we have a softball audience as well who I know are really going to love this, but also, um, you know, when you guys sent me one in the mail, I have the T-shirt, I have the Align Eight, um, I loved it, so um, I would like to. I would love to, to hear your story because I used to actually put something on my bat when I was playing um, independent baseball that really reminded me of the Align 8, and the Align 8 is just way better. So when I when I actually put it in my hands and felt it, it was it was so different. So I'm um, I'm really excited to to hear your story and and um, you know get some behind the scenes. Uh, but I think a good place to start is just give us a little background about you. Um, where'd you grow up and how'd you get into softball? Okay, so from like when I was born up until sixth grade, I lived in upstate New York and the school I went to, it was heavy on soccer. Mm-hmm. I had to know, so until sixth grade, I had no intentions of playing softball at all. I didn't really have an interest. But then when we moved here, my first real friend that I made was on the softball team and she loved it. And so she ended up getting me to try out and like I had never swung a bat before. But I ended up making the team. I found out later it was just because the coach thought like that I would be really coachable. Mm-hmm. Like, even though maybe I wasn't there yet, that I w- <laughs> like he thought that like it would be pretty, it would be a lot easier to maybe get me there than some other people would be a little more stubborn. Mm-hmm. Is really what happened, and so I ended up loving it. Like immediately fell in love with the game. I loved the strategy of softball. I. I just, I love the whole concept. 
but something I was really struggling with was the hitting because it's very technical as a technical motion. And one thing that I just could not get right was keeping my knuckles lined up. And that's mm. really where the alignment came from. Cause you know, you would start out right, but then slowly like through practice or a game, you would find yourself that you had gone back to a box grip. Yeah. And I, like and that was my struggle. Yeah. And I actually, so I, I completely related to this, right? And this is turning into, you know, has already turned into kind of this big industry is the the axe handle with um, with axe bat and Victus and all these different bat companies. And uh, the bats are really expensive because they're really, really difficult to manufacture that really weird um, shape. And actually, when I was playing when I was playing baseball in uh, in the Midwest, I used to roll up a piece of tape. And I used to tape it under my bat so I could feel that. So it was the same thing. Um, and it was kind of just like a, a quick fix. And you came up with a, a much more elegant, a much better solution to it. Um, and when I actually felt it in the hand, I was like, I would have actually used this. When I was playing When I was playing professionally, the, the product that you made, I definitely would have used. Because I used to, I, I don't, if, if you're not seeing this on video and you're just listening to an audio, um, I'm pretending like I'm holding the bat. I used to spin the bat all the time like this. I used to spin it yeah. and spin it and spin it, and I couldn't get it comfortable. So if I wasn't comfortable before I hit, um, I just had no confidence. So, but when I really had a, a good handle on my grip, um, I felt like I could I could hit anybody at any time. So the Align Eight, I really really um, I really wish I had it a few years ago because <laughs> uh, I definitely would have used it. Um, but why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, what, what was the inception of, of a line eight? You just started playing softball. You realized that you had this, you know, this issue with your swing. You want to fix it. Most people would just say, I'm just going to try really hard to line up my knuckles or stay away from this box grip that you were talking about. Um, but where did you get the idea to actually create something from scratch? Well, so originally I was going to get like another product, like the Axe or something to try and help it. But I, it was more, I really struggled because I had been playing at that point when we started talking about the Illuminate, I had been playing for two years. And even though I was hitting it, like I was still struggling, like keeping it lined up because I would tell myself when I first got in the box to do that. But, you know, you get caught up in the excitement of being up to bat and like the adrenaline and you just don't think that much. And then you go back and if you video yourself or like somebody videos it to post on Facebook or something, you notice that you had gone back and so you rolled over. Mm -hmm. And so I was, we were in our living room and I was expressing this frustration I was having because <laughs> it was after a tournament. Yep. And so, and so we really were just like, well, since there's nothing out there that could help, like what, what if we made something is pretty much, and not only, and what it came to be was like, it not only helped you align your knuckles, but we found that it was much more comfortable. Like it's a much more, it's, it's a more natural shape because mm -hmm. your hand, when you, like when you grab a bat, isn't a perfect circle. It's a little, it's, it's got that like pyramid in there. And that's really where a lot of people kind of fall in love because there's a lot of people that use it that already align their knuckles, but when they grab it, it's just more, it's a more comfortable shape. Yeah. Yeah. And when, what I loved about it was just keeping the bat. It was, it, it keeps the bat in your fingers a little bit too. Um, and you know, you guys, you guys are, you know, you played softball, you still, you're currently playing softball. 
um, and you're using a metal bat, I used it with a wood bat. So um, I used it for baseball. I used it kind of in a different context. And, um, you know, one of the benefits of a wood bat is when you hit the ball in the same spot each time, especially with birch bats, we, we make birch bats for play crate. Um, it kind of, it makes the, the wood a little bit harder. So I love that every time, uh, you used to just look at the, the label on the bat. So you knew which part of the bat you were hitting and you would just really toughen up that one spot on the bat. Um, but with the align eight, it was, it was pretty easy cause you grab the, the bat the same way every time you don't even have to think about it. So that was one of the features I really loved. Um, taking it off of a, a, a softball bat and actually putting it onto a wood bat. Um, but yeah, so you, you, you come up with this concept. You're like, I want to, I want to create something that is going to be way more consistent. What was, what was the next step? And, and I, I kind of know this cause I, I was, I was on your website earlier on firstdeathlete.com and I, I watched all the videos on it. So I know you guys, you guys did go to a store. Can you tell us about, you know, that day where you guys went to the store and, and, and got the clay and, and, you know, what was in your heads when you were doing that and what did you come up with? Yeah. So my dad and I'm going and we got like the clay just to cut. And then we took the tape off of a bat and just started kind of molding it to see what felt comfortable. And then once we kind of got a general shape, we got 3d printed models and taped those on. We actually gave a 3d printed model to a family from our church and they put it on their wiffle ball bats mm-hmm. and used it in wiffle ball games and oh, they cool. gave us their feedback and it was a lot there was a lot of trial and error involved just because we like even though we had the general shape like we didn't know how tall we wanted it or how wide or how far we wanted it to wrap around the bat handle so we like we have a lot of 3d printed models just kind of testing different things out Cool, cool. So you you went to the store, you got some molding clay, you molded it around the bat, um, you found a shape that that worked. You you gave out so, out some samples. Um, what I want to get into, right? So this this podcast is is for anything baseball, softball um, out there. But one of the coolest things is talking to other entrepreneurs and seeing how they um, went through all these little nitty little nitty gritty details um, to get from a clay model to uh, an awesome business like you guys have with an awesome concept and, uh, and brand. So um, how did you go from clay to 3D printed models? Did you guys know uh, a printer, a manufacturer? Um, you know, give us, give us some insights on how you actually went from, from clay to having that, that first prototype because I think that's where a lot of people just say, eh, it was a good idea, but it's not worth the time and effort. So I'd love to hear how you did it and, and you know, why you even went from clay to a 3D printed model. Most people would just say, oh, I'm good with the clay. I can use it on my bat. Um, it solves the problem. But I would love to hear the story of, you know, me, you and your dad are going to take this one step further than most people do. Yeah, so after we had a general shape, a general idea, we met a product designer in a Panera Bread. And, <laughs> That's where and all the good business we were, meetings happen. Yeah. <laughs> And it was hilarious because we walked in this Panera ride with a bat. And so we got like, people were kind of looking at us funny. Like, what are these people doing? But <laughs> it was fine. So the guy came and he met with us and he had his laptop and we just kind of started telling him what it was generally. And then he started putting it on a bat handle. And so originally we were going to do, we were going to have it flare out to the knob. 
because that was kind of something that was popular. Mm -hmm. And I have noticed is people kind of buy something that makes the knob flare out Mm -hmm. to their hands. But then we like, as we looked at it, we decided, we thought like, well, what if we did the opposite and had it kind of pinky, like a pinky drop. And that was because when you hold up your fist, your pinky is naturally like just shorter. And so Again, to make it more a natural grip shape, the pinky part of the alignate is shorter. To, to kind oh, of I didn't notice that. that. Yeah. Yeah. So we we were on there, and when he had his laptop out, laptop out, it was really cool because we got to see kind of the computer generated version instead of clay. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a lot more technical, like lots of sharp edges. That was when we got to really get out the numbers and do all which when you're dealing with something that's as small as the alignate all the different like all the different length changes are very minor so it was all very technical we ended up getting it down to three different models that we printed out originally to like that tested different heights and then also something we did originally was have the alignate kind of cave into the peak Mm-hmm. Because, and our thought process for that was the pads of your fingers kind of come out more. But what we found after using it is that that was too pointy mm-hmm. and it started to feel it was too pointy in your knuckle. And so actually what it is now is it comes out a little bit and that and that is far more comfortable. But we end up but we have a lot of different designs that we tested all the different aspects of it. And we ended up kind of going with a happy medium of the different things. Yeah, well, you guys nailed it because I put it on and it instantly felt like it was just a natural grip where I didn't have to think about grip. I didn't have to think about anything. So that's amazing. And so you were you're in this Panera bread. Um, yeah. What was going through your head? Because you're like you're like I just I had a little problem. We built it out of clay. Um, kind of sounds like a the a song like dreidel dreidel dreidel. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> And then you're all of a sudden in this Panera Bread and you're you're talking to a product designer. Um, was it your intention to start a company with your dad? I mean, is that something you've always wanted to do or did it just materialize that way? Well, so before all of the before we started building the Align 8, I was very dedicated to going into the criminal justice field. Gotcha. Okay. Like, so that was kind of the path I was going. I always, I had always, because res- my dad has always done this. Like, he's mm-hmm. always done like kind of product stuff. Mm-hmm. And I always respected what he has done, but I never really had an, att- an intention of, do- of following in his footsteps. Uh, so it was definitely a struggle to kind of change my mindset to kind of get into the more entrepreneurial thinking. But when we were, I didn't even know that like I was going to this meeting in Panera Bread. I was I thought he was just kind of kind of go and talk to him because he knew what he was doing. And then he was like, "Oh no, you're coming with me cuz this is your thing." And I was like, "Okay, I guess I'm going." And so we end up well, we were there. I was kind of freaking out cuz I was like, "I have no idea what I'm talking <laughs> about." I literally was just like not like a week ago, I was just playing softball, and now I'm in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I, I didn't really think that I was supposed to be there. I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. But we end up talking, and he was super nice, uh, really super friendly. It was really best case scenario, 
So end up really it was it was great because you got to express like you if you had an idea and you told like it was actually like put on it was put on there and it was really cool to see kind of ideas like in person. Yeah, I mean it must be so much fun bringing your idea from clay <laughs> into life. Um and it probably wasn't that big of a deal when you left the Panera meeting, you're like that wasn't that bad, right? It wasn't as as crazy yeah. as you thought. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's awesome. That's such a cool story with the Panera and I'm, I'm sure you'll be telling that story for a long time. Um, so what happened after that, right? Panera, you guys got the perfect shape. It wasn't too narrow. It wasn't too pointy. You, you rounded a little bit. I'm sure you went through a bunch of different, um, iterations. Um, but then you finally get one you, you like, right? From the, from the 3d printer. Um, what happens next? Um, you know, we, we do a lot of manufacturing for baseball accessories. So I know, I know, what the manufacturing process looks like. It can be a long time. Um, but what, what happened next? And if, if you could actually place us in time, you know, when, when was this happening? Um, but yeah, what was the next steps after you kind of chose what the best model was? What did you guys do next? Yeah, so after we had gotten our 3D printed model, the one that we were definitely using, um, First, I tested out in gameplay, which was interesting because it hadn't actually, it was in the rule, like, it wasn't violating rules, but we hadn't gotten it technically cleared for play yet, and so it was kind of interesting, because an, an umpire actually ended up picking mine up, because, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes they'll pick it up and they'll hand you your bat after you get thrown out or something. After and you so hit a home umpire, run, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, I had gotten thrown out on my way to first and an umpire picked it up and handed it to me and in between innings he went and talked to the field umpire mm -hmm. and like they, they didn't have a problem with it and so I was like okay that's great that's good to know I'm not getting thrown out of the game it's nice um <laughs> but after but that was the game that I knew that that was that was the feel that I wanted. And so after we had our definite model, it was coming up with what we wanted it to be made out of. Cause the materials, like what we have now, it helps absorb bat shock and also gives it, it's not just plastic. So it gives it a little give, which is nice, like with a little bit of squish. And so that's really how we got to what we have now. Great. And the, the, the middle part, that squish part, that's yeah. that's kind of the core. What's that called? That, like the actual material or what we call it? No, what you guys call it. That's the the hypercore. The hypercore. Yeah, I couldn't remember, remember it. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the little insert that goes inside. So it's not, I mean, if people can picture this, I hope everybody um, gets their, you know, gets a chance to feel this, you know, for themselves, whether it's through PlayCrate or going to firsttheathlete.com and, and getting it for themselves. Um, but it really is comfortable. Um, and it's not just one piece of plastic that you just slap on a bat. It, 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 you can tell how much time and effort and energy um, and thought went into um, designing the product. You can just feel it. And I mean, and I've, I've played baseball for, you know, my whole life, 20, I don't even know, 25 years now, what, however long that, that is. Um, and it was really comfortable and it, and it really fixes a problem that I had my whole entire baseball career and, and, and that little squishy part adds so much, the, the hypercore to the product and, and how it feels and how it functions. So, um, I mean, you guys nailed it. Um, 
I would love to learn more about um, First the Athlete. So, um, and I'd like to hear it kind of in your words, right? So we're talking about Align 8, but um, Align 8 is a product of First the Athlete, right? Yeah. Yeah. So could you could you tell us a little bit about what First the Athlete is and maybe even so, how it started? So we came up with the product first, but we decided that we didn't want to be kind of limited to just Align 8. So we knew we wanted to come up with a company that that was going to be the product of. And so we came up with, we came up with Firsty from Thirst for Your First and just kind of put that together. And I knew mostly because I'm a student athlete, but I knew that my, my heart was kind of with the student athletes because there's a lot that go, it's more than just playing the sport. You have to do your schoolwork, homework, and then, you know, all teenagers are going to have their social life. And then you have and then you have the sport on top of that. And then if you want to be a great athlete, you have to dedicate even more time outside of practice. So there in like a student athlete doesn't get a lot of recognition for that. And especially for those who play a lot of sports, like there's a good handful of girls on my team who play sports all year. They're in every season and that it takes a lot of work. And so I knew my passion was going to be with the student athletes. We wanted to focus on them a lot more because there's a lot of companies out there that are, that are really pushing for the professional side because that's, because those are the people that like, if you see someone, you, if you see an MLB player wearing Nike batting gloves, you're going to want to get Nike batting gloves too. So they're really focusing on the professional athlete side of it, but I thought that there should be a company that kind of comes behind student athletes and kind of and motivates them more. Yeah. I mean, it's such a great concept and there's so many student athletes and there's way more student athletes than professional athletes. Right. So, yeah. um, I would love to hear, I actually, I was, when I was browsing around the website earlier, I saw Firsty platform. Could you tell us a little bit about Firsty platform and what, what you guys do there? Yeah. So this actually came when that a news lady came and did a story on us like a local a local news channel and during my interview with her i had said something about wanting to kind of pave a way to where student athletes could impact the sports that they love because i only play softball so i'm not going to i'm probably not going to come up with an amazing product for soccer or basketball so what i wanted to do was kind of pave a way to where other student athletes could come up with products for their sports. And so what the first year platform really is, is if you have an idea for your sport, we want to help you with that. Because if I would have just come up with this idea and not had my dad and other people to kind of come behind me and help me with it and really show me the way, there's like it would not be what it is today. So, and I recognize that. So for like a te your average teenager is not going to know what to do with an idea. And that's what the first two platform is. Nice. I mean, it's, it's so cool. And I was, I was on the page um, and I was looking around just for, for stories for, you know, so me and you could, could talk about, about the website and, and the news media that you guys have gotten. And I came across the, the first D platform and I thought it was, it was number one, it was, it was in, 
it was ingenious because you guys are getting great ideas from other sports. Like you said, it's not just softball and it's not just baseball, but, but soccer, basketball, there's so many student athletes out there. I thought that was really, really cool. And, um, I thought it'd be fun, right? So you must, you must get some submissions that you're, um, you know, you're getting from people and you're helping them go from that clay model that you guys had into a business like a line eight, which you guys have already proven that you've done. Um, so I think that's super cool. And I hope everyone takes the time to go to, uh, firsttheathlete.com and check that out. And if you have an idea, this is a great platform for you to go from, like I said, clay concept, um, you know, to a, to actually getting something, maybe it's 3d printed, it's manufactured, it's anything, but getting it into retail and making your idea come to life. I think it's so cool. Um, yeah. So, uh, I also saw, and it's, it's right behind you on, uh, on one of your, your banners back there. Uh, but the, the mantra of first, the athlete is work, sweat and prove every day. I wrote it in my notes, but I'm literally staring at it over your right shoulder right now. So, um, it was easy, uh, to remember, but you know, where did you guys come up with work, sweat and prove every day? It may sound very simple, but knowing how meticulous you and your dad, Tim are, I'm sure a lot of, um, I'm sure that didn't, you didn't just write that down on paper and say, this is our mantra. I'm sure you went over it a lot and made sure that it was the correct word. So what does work, sweat, and prove every day mean to you and First the Athlete? So originally, we had talked about work, sweat, win every day. Mm-hmm. But then I, as I thought about it, I was like, especially with team sports, your team could be winning, but you not be the best that you can be. Like you can be on a team who is really good, and so they're winning games, but – you still have more that you can do. You still haven't reached your full potential yet. And so I told my dad, I was like, I want to change this from win to improve because you're never going to be perfect. So if you just settle with winning, like like you won, you had a pretty good record. And so, you know what, that's good enough. I, like, I don't want to stop there. Yeah, like you have to kind of keep pushing. And so that's, so we end up changing it to work to improve every day. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I think that that's I mean, that's a really great point and uh, and a really wise point, too, is um, you have no control over winning, but you do have control over intent and effort, which I think is is what you guys definitely represent. So I think if you are working, sweating and improving every day, that winning will take care of itself or you'll you know boost your winning percentage at the very least. But um, I think it's it's such a great motto. And I, I saw it and I, I knew I had to ask you about it. Uh, cause it's, it's simple, but it's very true. And I knew a lot of thought and effort went into it. And I, I knew that from seeing your product packaging and hearing your story and everything, I just knew that everything that you guys, um, put out there has a lot of intent, which I admire. Um, so here's, here's another question that we haven't even touched on yet, right? You co-founded a company with your dad. What's that like? Because I'm sure it's sometimes it can be frustrating. Sometimes it can be amazing. I'm sure you're you're learning a lot, and I'm sure he's learning a lot too. But tell us about what what it's been like, um, you know, starting a company with your dad. It's so it's so unique. So it was really great because he had already kind of like this is what he's done for a while. And so he already kind of knew what he was doing. He had already presented products to bigger companies. So this wasn't super new to him, which was great for me because I could kind of learn from that, kind of see how he entered a room, how that went. And I think a really nice part of it is that you already, you already kind of have that bond. So you don't have to, like, I didn't have to meet a whole new person and kind of create a bond, kind of learn that 
learn that person, feel that person out. We already had such a great bond and we had already shared uh, softball together because, you, you know, he comes to games. So he sees you play. He sees what you're struggling with. And we already were kind of on the same page with that. So it was really that was really great. Then there are obviously sometimes where since you're so close to each other, you're going to you're going to feel more comfortable to argue than maybe you would <laughs> with someone else. But I can't say that there's ever been like there's never been a time where I've regretted it, where I wish I, where I wish I would have gone a different way. Mm-hmm. It's really been it's a it's best case scenario for sure. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. What what's one thing that you've you've learned from your dad? Right. So and, and I'm, you've learned so much from from your dad outside of, uh, you know, the business that you guys create together. But more specifically, um, you know, he his background is in, you know, product design, bringing products to market, retail branding. Um, it clearly shows in the product. What's what's one thing you've learned from a business perspective about your dad? If you had to kind of sum it up in a few sentences. Well, I learned, I've learned that there's a lot, there's a lot more in it than maybe someone from the outside would think. Mm -hmm. There's, there's a lot more steps. There's a lot more thought there's, and there's so many options. Like it's, if you want to make something made out of, if you want to make something plastic, it's not just plastic. It's all of the different types of plastic, all of the different like Pantones and everything. So it's, I've definitely learned kind of how to narrow down, like if I, if I have a, per, a certain purpose in mind, kind of what you want to look for. Yeah. Awesome. Um, cool. So this is where we kind of segue into, I call them rapid fire questions. Um, I say this every podcast, they're never rapid fire because we ended I, you end up answering and then I get off track and I start talking about stuff. Uh, but I have a few, a few more questions um, that are just a little bit more broad and general and about you. And, um, I always say the rapid fire, but they're really not. So you don't have to answer them fast. Take as much time as you want. Okay. Uh, but the first one is if, if you could put anything on a billboard, um, that could reach millions, billions of people, um, something that's non-commercial. So it doesn't have to do with the line eight or first the athlete, uh, but just a message that you want to get across in general, what, what, what would it be? It would definitely focus on the work, sweat, improve every day. Cause cool. that's something, cause that's just, it's so short and it's simple, but that's something that like, if you have it kind of whispering in the back of your mind, when you're practicing, it kind of gives you, it oddly motivates you <laughs> to kind of keep pushing. It's because you, if you know, if you see that, then you know that someone else has. And so even if maybe you're practicing someone else, someone else is always working harder. And mm-hmm. that's just kind of where that comes from. So I would definitely have that kind of be the focus of the billboard. I love it. I love it. There's this, there's, this is where I get off track, right? Because I think that's such a great billboard and everyone could see it. And it reminds me, there's this old Buddhist saying, it's carry water, chop wood, carry water, chop wood. And it's basically work, sweat, and prove every day that the goal is to work, sweat, and improve, not to win. Like you said before, um, to carry water, chop wood, kind of the same thing, but um, I love that. And I think if I pass that on the highway, I would definitely um, think about it in my car ride. So I think that's awesome. Um, the The next question I usually ask people, this is where I kind of like laughed at myself when I wrote this down. So the question I usually ask people is what would you give, um, if you could give your 16 year old self advice, what would it be? I can't ask you that <laughs> because you're, you're, you're that age already. Um, so I want to ask, where do you see yourself in, in, in five 
to 10 years with, with firsty athlete. Um, and, and personally, do you want to play college softball? Do you want to play professionally? Do you want to, um, go the business route or are you just kind of leaving it up, um, to however it kind of, to however it falls, which is also fine. The only, I, I think the only way I would continue to pursue the business kind of career is through firsty. I don't think I would ever, like, I wouldn't leave and try to get like a different job in the business. Uh, I just, because I don't think I have, I wouldn't have the passion for anything else to do it because this isn't really where my passion was before my, the, what my really, my focus is for this is student athletes, not so much pursuing the business industry. And so I, if I'm not here, then I probably won't be in business in five years. I would love, I would love to play college. It's really, my struggle was kind of figuring out what I wanted to go to college for, because I found that like, if I, if I was trying to motivate myself to work hard to get there, it kind of stressed me out because I didn't know what I will actually want to do in college, but I would love to play college softball. I would love to kind of be that role model for like younger girls who wanted to get there. But after that, I'm not really sure. I would love, I would love to kind of do motivational stuff. I want to motivate people. That's kind of where my passion is, is just being that motivator. Awesome. And I think you're doing such a great job motivating people just, just with your actions. I mean, starting, starting a company at 15 with your dad and, and, uh, I mean, it's such a great product and it's, uh, like I said, at the beginning of the podcast, it's going to be in plate crate in April. So if anyone, um, you know, has been thinking about trying a plate crate and wants to, to use an Align eight, um, definitely sign up for, for April or you can get them at firstdeathlete.com. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you're, you're motivating, people right now just by by work sweating and improving every day um in softball and in your business and that's it's amazing um and it actually segues into my next question um very nicely is what advice would you give someone your age or or those girls that you wanted to motivate um you know some younger girls that might want to follow in your footsteps what advice would you give them right now i think very pretty simply i would tell them never stop like you're, the human body is just capable of so much more than what you give it, what people give it credit for, whether it's in business, like just mindset or like the mental struggle, or if you're trying to get better at your sport or whatever it is, like you can always give more. There's always like that next step that you can push yourself to take. Even like, so I, I do CrossFit with CrossFit Firsty. And there's a lot of times where you're just like, okay, like that's it. I'm done right here. But then you like you hold it out for one more second and then you find that you can hold out for another. And so the mental struggle is definitely like if you want to do anything sports wise or in business, you definitely want to improve your mental toughness because that's really, that's what stops most people is that they just can't take it mentally anymore, which stops them from pushing through. So I would tell, like, just don't stop. You can keep going. I love it. I think that's fantastic advice, whether you're, um, you know, 12 year old and playing softball or you're, you know, 29 years old and you're, you're in a corporate job. I think no matter where you are in life, that's fantastic advice. 
Um, cool. Well, I mean, that's that's honestly that's that's what I got for now. Um, you know, where where can people find you? This is the, you know the mic is yours. Um, tell people where they can find Align Eight, where they can follow First the Athlete, and where they can follow your journey too. I mean, I'm on Instagram, and there's a link to there's a link to First the like the website in my bio, and I have a Snapchat, and that's all. I think that's on the Align Eight box is my Instagram. Mm-hmm. I don't know about my Snapchat, but so for all like the plate crate people, my Instagram will be on there. And they can like you can message me on there if you want to talk. I don't I don't mind. I'll talk to anybody. That's that's my main struggle with this is like I've kind of had to accept that people are gonna know who I am, but I'm not gonna know them, which has <laughs> never really been the case before, which is interesting. Like I've people have kind of messaged Firsty on Facebook saying that their daughter loves the Aligna or their son loves it, that their hitting coach noticed a change or whatever. I'm like, yeah, but I don't know that I like, I wish. So if anybody, if anybody got my Instagram and want to text me and kind of get to know me more, I'm totally cool with that. That's awesome. Cool. And they can find uh, Align eight at firstyathlete.com, right? And they can buy the Align eight right from there. Um, The Align eight is going to be in the April Plate crates are starting April 1. If you order from April 1st um, to the last day of the month, you will get an Align 8. Spoilers, if, you, if you're if you listening to this podcast and you, you didn't want us to spoil it, um, I said spoilers after it. We've already been talking about it for 40 minutes. So I already, I mean, the spoilers is kind of, um, you know, null right now. But, uh, but yeah, you can find it in Plate Crate and you can get the Plate Crates, www.platecrate.com. Again, firstyathlete.com. Um, Haley, thank you so much for taking time. Thank you for listening to Spotlight by Play Crane. And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Until next time, take care. So thank you so much for being on. Well, thank you for having me. Thank awesome. You. Thanks. Bye.